Welcome to the Crazy Guy Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow us on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter, Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, guys? Hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone's had a good week. International break was last weekend, so Ike, no action for Ike and football. Back at it this week. Uh, Thank goodness I've been able to find a little bit of time. Schedule's been crazy this week to record a preview pod here for the big matchup coming up in Tumba, Balk Ike. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed all the <coughs> football on the international break, especially the Ethniki. They had two pretty decent showings. Actually getting their first win in the, the group of the Euro qualifiers against Gibraltar. Um, didn't really watch any of those matches, so I really don't have much to say. Actually, I did watch some of the Lithuania match. Obviously, Greece-Lithuania, that was our first, um, match at, I guess, Sofia. The Ethniki's new home for right now, which, my personal opinion, not the fact that it's Ike Stadium, and Ike's, it's the newest stadium in Greece for me, and I've, I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, I probably have. I think the Ethniki needs to play in there, but yeah, they need to play outside of Athens. I, I think you just, I know it was a friendly, and I know there was still a, a decent amount of people there for a friendly against Lithuania. I mean, I do think, you know, I think we play Ireland in the next qualifier at home uh, for that match. And then, of course, we've got matches against France and then uh, the Netherlands coming up where I think they're going to, the fans will show up more for that, but I, I think in general the the Parquia just does better. I mean, you remember just a few matches ago we had um <clears throat> excuse me we had the some matches in Volos where the, it was packed out, which is very nice. Anyway, let's continue on with Balk Ike. Massive match coming up in Tumba. Injury news updates for Ike as of today, from what I heard on the radio. Vida and Gatsinovic were able to train normally, so they should be fully fit for this match. Mukudi is still very questionable, which I'll get into that a little later about what I think is going to go on in the defense. Garcia's back 100% match fit. Now, who knows after missing the how many matches is it now? Two or three of the last matches. I know he played a little bit in the Lubiakos match. Didn't look like himself. Um... You know, that's a big question mark. I'll get more into that here in a minute. we we'll take a dive into the the game. Uh, Van Weert still injured. Um, so, if, quite frankly, I don't know how the formation is going to look for this match. But let's dive into it. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about Garcia. As I briefly just mentioned a second ago. We don't know how, you know, there's 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 being fit to play and then there's obviously being match fit, getting some games underneath you. I don't know. Uh, you know, I obviously someone of the quality of Garcia and especially what he's done at center forward this season. It looks like he's a valuable part of Ike. I mean, Ike have not been able to win since he went down with injury and since he's been missing out of the lineup. Uh, he's a central part of this offense for this year. We get him back, yes. 
We don't know how good he's going to be. Um, obviously, he can give a defense fits. He's got so much tremendous speed up front and um, can definitely get in behind defense. You know, for on the bulk side of things, I know Igerson and I think even their other center back was uh, listed as injured this past week. So they weren't sure if they were going to be able to even make to this match. But Balk is completely fully fit. One thing to keep in mind that I don't think is going to make that big of a difference. It's just going to be nice to not see him on the sidelines. As far as I know, this might have changed. But uh, because of not just comments he said the previous match day week against uh, Aris about the officiating and whatnot, but we all know the antics and all the comments that Luchescu has made. Finally, Apple has decided to do something about it, either Apple or the Super League, and has punished him. I think he's suspended for one or two matches, so he won't be on the sidelines for um, for Pauk. Um, you know, so, but getting back to my earlier point, Garcia still is, uh, he's such a speedy player up front that you have to keep the defense honest. Um, Kuliarakis, I think, is the other player. So it's Inkasun and Kuliarakis are fully fit. fit. Um, on the flip side, for us, a big concern is who's going to play defense. It looks right now like there's either going to be two center back pairings. Um, Mukudi, we still don't know. And I really, and I think with so much quality that we have on the bench, that Mukudi, if he is 100% not match fit or if it's something, if he's going to risk re-injuring whatever his injury is, I forget. They're going to they're gonna keep him out of this match. Um, so you're looking at a center-back pairing of either Vida Zavellas or Mito Zavellas. As much as I hate to say this, uh, I would rather see Mito Zavellas. I know that, like, you kind of cringe when you hear both of those names together. Mitoglu, we know he had a phenomenal game the past match. He, anytime he's gotten playing time this year, he seems to be improving. You know, I've, I've bragged on him the past few weeks on this podcast. I've always bragged on him, talking about how well he's developed this season and how he's really coming to his own after a terrible season last year and how he keeps improving. And he just, he just looks like a nice bright spot in that, in that defense for Ike. As opposed to Vida, where Vida seems to have at least one big mistake in, in every match, and how he, he just didn't seem like himself since the World Cup break. Um, but you can't help but cringe at thinking that center back pairing that we had last year, where Ike had their worst defensive season. Now, there was a lot of factors. There was the midfield wouldn't defend. This team, had, you could tell by the end of the season, had kind of given up. Um, just bad luck, lack of confidence. They had a lot going on last year. Because I do think that with Mitoglu's confidence that he's coming into this season with, and then Zavellas, who seems to be the type of player that relishes playing in away matches. He's even said this in interviews before, and, and he, he, he can amp himself up. And, and, but it's still Zavellas and Mitoglu again. Um, would kind of make me nervous. Obviously, in this, in this, this is right now, and I feel like I'm, I'm going to say that every single playoff match, but I'll keep saying it. This is the match of the season right now for Ike. This is, uh, I wouldn't say it's do or die. I wasn't going to dive into this too soon, but Ipetito Federico Venda, because I can segue into it, I will for a second. 
I just feel that mathematically you won't be out of it if you lose this match, but psychologically and and you would need so much to go on. And now Ike, you know, this match is this Sunday, April 2nd by April 12th, which is 10, just 10 days we'll play four matches. Uh, you get through Tumba. If you get a win, I think it, it would be, it would help out tremendously the club as a whole to just, there's a lot of good things that could come from a victory in Dumba. Uh, Confidence-wise, you beat, you basically, maybe not mathematically, but you leave Balk behind. Uh, Balk would be eight points behind the leader. And hypothetically speaking, if Panathinaikos win this, this weekend against Volos, and then Ike would move six points ahead of uh, ahead of Pauk. So you kind of would leave Pauk behind, a strong Pauk team, a Pauk team that, you know, has been getting better and better as the season progresses and comes into the playoffs with, if I'm not mistaken, I think the best record in Derby's this season Pauk has. So it would just be tremendous. It would, it would uplift the morale of not just, I feel like, the team itself, the players, the management, but Ike organization as a whole would be uplifted if we were able to get this win in Dumba this weekend. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. You know, going back to two weeks ago after we that nil-nil draw with Panathinaikos and gain, gaining one point, uh, things sounded rough. They looked rough. Um, but I do think your title hopes become not slim, just difficult. You would have to Ike would basically, in my opinion, they would have to win out. Absolutely have to win out and have help to win the title. Um, when if you beat Balk, you basically control your own destiny. I mean, and then I think it becomes big that, yes, we do have the two weaker opponents coming up next week. I think Wednesday we play Volos and the next Sunday we play uh, we play in Volos Wednesday and play Adis at home. Yes, theoretically, you do have the two weaker opponents, but there's still teams that are chasing something. There's still teams that are trying to get points. And for me personally, because the big boys, per se, quote unquote, are going to beat up on each other, the title hunters, the title contenders, um, you then go into a place where you have to 100% absolutely pick up six points against Volos and Nadis. There's no dropping points there. And for me personally, the way I see things shaping up in this title run, it's either going to be decided towards the end of a season with a big derby match coming up, or it's going to be decided on who slips up in those matches, who slips up, who drops points against Adis and Volos. And that, that, that to me, I think is going to be very key um, so let's move on and talk about the lineup a little more. Gatsinovich, I mentioned that he's a match fit. I don't know if he's going to... I, I, you know, I've kind of been going back and forth between the last two days, uh, taking some notes here and thinking about the podcast, thinking about how everything's going to shape up. And it, it just feels like, even though this weekend came so fast, I feel like it's been so long since we've seen Ike on the pitch that I really don't know having the amount of quality that we have and having the discussions that we had after the Panathinaikos game and the concerns that we had after the Panathinaikos games with Amrabat and Rota um, and basically not being able to score, 
gosh, I have to tell you, I've had such a difficult... I'm not going to do a score prediction in this match because I just find it real difficult. We don't know what side of this team we're going to see. The only thing I will say that I've always said about derby matches is we need to score. We need to take or we need to take advantage of our chances 100%. We cannot have one of these games again where we have 15 15 20 total uh, 15 total shots and have like 8 or 9 on target and then come away with a nil nil or god forbid just like last time we lose like 2 nil off a mistake or something. You know, it, it, it's just I think that's what for the fans in general, and I'm sure the team feels that too, has been very frustrating the past few matches is that we've created so much. We've done so much on the stat sheet. I mean, even last time when we were in Dumba, we, yeah, we lost 2-0 hands down. Two very bad defensive mistakes. But if you look at it on paper, we dominated the match. And that's getting very frustrating as a Nike fan to see us dominating the way that we do and not be able to get wins. And to lose or to drop points in the third derby in a row and the second playoff match. I think this team has the psychology to recover from that. But you would need a lot to happen. Like I said, I think we would need have to win out to hope for, for the championship. Or we have to say, okay, you know what? Panathinaikos move five points ahead. Olympiacos are one point ahead of us. You know, we, 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 if we lose this match, we're in fourth place. We say, okay, we're sitting in fourth right now. Let's take it one game at a time. Let's focus more on getting the job done against Olympiacos and focus on at least getting to the cup final and hopefully, you know, putting, I wouldn't say to put all our eggs in that basket, but I would say let's let's focus on that. Let's take all this talk about a title out of the picture until things start to happen again. Because if we keep putting more and more pressure on the on these players, I think I could, could implode and we could see a, a downward spiral. It, that could happen. I had a conversation with someone the other day where we're talking about this weekend, talking about this match. And it, w- it was a Nike fan here in town. And he told me that that was his concern, that the team was going to spiral out of control. And his biggest worry, and one of my worries, honestly, is that if things do start to spiral out of control, obviously the fans have kind of not turned against the team, but starting to wonder why. And a lot of fans are starting to question Almeida. I I heard this on another Ike show um, a couple of weeks ago after the Panathinaikos match. And I, and I kind of echo that sentiment. Someone had said, uh, you know, let's focus and realize where this team was one year ago that we were stumbling into the playoffs, that we came into the playoffs and said to ourselves, we knew there was a nightmare scenario. And then we ended up having that nightmare become a reality where we bowed out of Europe. We finished, uh, what was it last year? Fifth behind Hadis. And you, you take that feeling and you think about where that team was, some of these players that you thought were, quite frankly, that we thought were, were garbage or were done with the team, and you see the improvement that's happened in one season, let's not lose our minds here. This is a derby match. This is a match where we have to go into a very hostile place to play against a good Balk team that, uh, yeah, I don't like saying that, especially with all the history we've had with Balk the past few years. 
because historically, and, I, and I'm not, and I promise I'm not trying to demean Bauk. If there are any Bauk fans listening, I'm not trying to demean Bauk, but this is just historical fact. It's just been the past few years that, you know, since Savilis took over, that Bauk, they, they've built a team. They've built a great team. They've built a great academy that they're a mainstay now in, in the top in the top half of, half of the table, not just in the top half of the table, but right now their financial situation, their team situation, they're always going to be in that conversation for, for a title. So, but Tumba has always been a hard place to play. I mean, I remember growing up thinking, okay, we're playing Balk this weekend. They're looking a little strong. They're, you know, they play all the, the, the good teams tough. It's going to be hard for us to get points in Tumba. And then you come away with a draw sometimes, and you're like, gosh, thank goodness we got a, we got a draw on Tumba. That doesn't mean that I didn't expect Ike, my number one thing, and always I expect Ike to go up to Tumba and win, because that's been historically accurate. We've won a lot in Tumba. The past few years, it's, it's been difficult, but we've beat this team before. Um, and I think we, you know, I, uh, to talk more about the, the positioning in the games, like I said, Gatsinovich. I don't know if he needs to sit the bench. I don't know who you start, man. I don't know, like, obviously you put Garcia up front because no one has been able to give you... I mean, Zuber has not looked terrible playing center forward, but no one can give you the things that Garcia can give you at center forward right now. And for some reason, I know Van Wiert is out for this match, but Almeida doesn't trust Van Wiert. It doesn't see the the quality in, in Van Wiert. I don't know why he's so hesitant to play him, but... That's, you know, maybe he sees something in training or maybe Van Wert's just not the player that uh, we thought he was, you know. Um, Rota, I I believe, and I know a lot of bike fans might get pissed off at this, is going to start at right back. I, with you having Zipkovic and uh, Neri, possibly attacking from that side and playing on a wing, um, that type of tremendous speed, especially from Neddy. Zipkovic is a fast player too, but Neddy, uh, I think Zipkovic has better technical ability than Neddy, but Neddy is just a very speedy player. You're going to need to match that speed. And I think Bed doesn't have that speed. I know other Ike fans might disagree with that. might be like, okay, it's time for Bed to come in. You know, he's a World Cup winner, winner. He's played at top level. He can handle any defensive assignment because we want that better offense than what uh, Rota has been giving us. You know, we want better crosses. We want that capability of being able to score from from a back position, you know. Um, maybe, I think, if Eliasson... I think you have to start Eliasson. If I see Hamrabant on the on the starting 12 sheet, I'm just going to hang my head on Sunday, honestly. I, and, and no disrespect to Amrabat. And today's, I think, is even his birthday. I think I saw either today or yesterday. Uh, no, no offense to Norbid. I've talked about him in nauseam. I'm not going to talk about it again. But I think it's time for Elias on the start. Not because of what Amrabat brings you on the pitch this time, but I think he just was not playing with a clear head. Now, maybe this little break has helped him. And maybe if Almeida sees that in training, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, 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 you have to give Eliasson a chance at some point. Um, and I think if maybe, I I would say 90% out of 100, I think he's, Rota's going to start. But 
I wouldn't mind seeing CD Bev and Iliason on the right side for Ike. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks here, and that's why, like, I was even kind of hesitant to kind of do a podcast because I'm like, what the heck am I going to talk about? This team hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, first time, I think, since the beginning of the season where I've kind of been nervous about where things are going, nervous about what's going to happen in this match, nervous about the fallout of what's going to happen. Is this the end of our title run if we lose this match? Is it just going to spiral out of control? I don't know. Um... But I do think Rota is the safer, uh, probably the decision that Almeida makes. Again, I'm not at training every day. I don't know like what happens, um, what he sees, or I don't know. Um, but we'll see. You know, I mean, this is the type of game where I don't even care if we play ugly. I don't care if you know we create. Two opportunities the whole match. If we come away with a win, we have to, at bare minimum, try to get out of here with a point. A point is still going to, I think, is still not a very good result, but it's not terrible. Uh, you, you, Even if we have to play a different style of football, I think the most important thing in this match is that we, we try our best to come away with three points. It's not going to be easy. Again, you know... You have to think about it like this. We're in two totally different positions, both of these teams. Bauk are, are flying high. They know they can beat anyone in a deadbeat. They are full of confidence. They know that this winning this match will put them on the map and put them in title contention. Ike, on the, on the opposite side of things, is reeling a little bit they have only picked up one point in their last two matches everybody's caught up to them you know we had a chance early in the season uh just a few weeks ago when, when again Baok Ike played in Tumba that we had a chance to bury Baok and say your title hopes are over and we had the same chance to do against the Libacos we're letting these teams stay in the title hunt and they're good and talented and it's just going to be a massive match I don't know what else to say uh, a win, obviously, like I said before, could give us confidence. It could propel us to coming close to, you know, really, really just having a, a bringing things back into the, the, the title hopes. Sorry, I don't know why I'm stuttering. Um, you know, because then to follow, you have Volos and Nadis. Like I said, you have to pick up six points there. You pick up six points there, and at the end of that week, the end of next Sunday, if you're able to beat Balk, get these next two games, and then everyone else is beaten up on everybody else when they start playing each other, then we'll assess where this team is at. I think it, it a win definitely keeps you in the hunt. That's a no-brainer. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. You know, another question that I have is, are we going to ever see Fernandez? I would really like to see Fernandez get an opportunity to play. I would really like in the depth chart put right now, the unless you have a lead, as I've always talked about, that how I'm, I like I'm about to play late in games when you have either a slim lead or you need a player to kind of hold the ball to kind of help out the midfield a little bit, 
to keep the defense honest because he has good technical ability. He might not have the speed, but he can hold on to the ball. Um, I would really like to see Eliasson and then maybe as a substitute if we're down or we need a goal if it's tied. I would much rather see Pablo Fernandez come in than, than Amrabad. I just want to see what this guy can do, man. Towards the end of the last season, he was great at Volos. The beginning of this season, the first half of the season, he was tremendous at Volos. Now, yeah, someone could, could counter that and say, but Teddy, you know, that that's at Volos. That's not at Ike. And yes, we've seen this time again where we'll see players play great. I mean, case in point, I don't know if it, if it just got into his head or this player, you know, Albanis, for example, who was a phenomenal player at Apollo Asminis. We picked him up the year after the championship on that 18-19, 2018-2019 season, right after he was the first scorer of the, of the Super League, and he wasn't able to do much at Hike. We The rest is history, as they say. Um, yeah, maybe that, that's true, but I don't think so. I don't think... For Albanis, that might be true, but for someone like Van Weert and Pablo Fernandez, who are professionals, they come from different countries. Like, I don't think the, not to say that, how we say in Greek, that the jersey's heavy, for those types of professionals, I don't think that jersey would be too heavy for them to, 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 to take home. I don't know how to say that in English. Um, but, uh, I just want to see what the guy can do. You know, we have we just have so much talent on this club that it's it's ridiculous that we're not in better shape than what we are, especially with how much we're creating. Like I said, I, I don't care if we play differently in this match. I know we're not. We're still going to play that Almeida style where we like to press the ball, press up high, make quick steals. I do think that Bauk is going to do what Panathinaikos did and what Bauk did in the, in the previous match against Dyke. They're going to press up high a little bit because they do have a little bit of speed and to kind of press our backs, press the midfield. Um, they're going to try to play out wide, play, play in behind us, and they kind of try to not play park the bus, but they're going to tr really try to hold their lines. Like I said, that's the way you beat Ike. Let's see if this week, if they've worked on how to play a better build-up, how to play a better, if you have to play like play organized, play from the back instead of counting on the defense making mistakes or pressing the defense to where they make mistakes and get quick steals and be able to move the ball quickly up the field. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, no Luchesco on the sidelines. I mentioned that. Four matches in ten days, which it's a grueling it's a grueling schedule. You know, again, predictions, and I'll and I'll put this to bed and talk about the the great fun at the Apple and Super League meeting. Um, I don't know. I I can't really predict this. I this is normally I don't have trouble predicting matches, especially Ike matches. Obviously, most of the time, you guys that have heard me for a long time know I'm more optimistic. But I, I wouldn't say I'm pessimistic this time, like meaning that I'm more negative, but I'm definitely not feeling as confident in this club as I was, you know, a month ago. That's not to say that we don't play great football. That's not to say that in my eyes, I think we still are playing the best football in Greece, but we have to get results. And sometimes I think that's one thing that I have to criticize Almeida. Can we, with this Almeida style of football, and the way this team plays, can we do that? Can we just go in, 
and grind, to use a basketball term, grind out a result. Uh, because that's what's important here. We need this result. We need a positive result. We definitely need a win. But if that doesn't come, can we get a... Can we pick up a point in Tumba? I don't know. I, I can honestly say, like I said, not confident about that. So let's quickly move on here. Let's quickly move. So <clears throat> this past Monday, March 27th, Apple met with the leaders of the Super League clubs, the teams that are in the playoffs. Oh my gosh, this uh, this was bad. First off, the meeting was supposed to last an hour and ended up lasting four hours. Mr. Alafuzos, who is, um, I, don't, I don't think he's the president of Pai Panathinaikos, but I, he's the majority shareholder or owner of Panathinaikos, Yanis Alafuzos. <laughs> he uh, left the meeting after an hour, just, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if... You have to think also, like, I'll, I'll give him a little pass because these people are also businessmen. So, I mean, if the guy has three or four meetings that day and they tell him from the beginning, this is, this is going to last an hour and that hour is up, time is money, as they say, you know, I'd hate to be that type of person to think that way, but it's probably what happened. That guy probably thought to himself, okay, nothing's going to get done here. I can leave a representative behind or I can let someone fill me in. I got to go, you know? Uh, of course, it's made world uh, news or whatever. Mr., um, as I called them before, you know, Big Pun and uh, Fat Joe, got to be the, not got to be these, got up papas and, uh, and Marinakis. <laughs> um, you know, got up There was a video, I don't know who the heck was taking video in there, but him presenting Mr. Baltakos, who's the Minister of Sport and the President of Epo. A uh, a skirt, and said something. I, I I just I stayed away from. I listened to a little bit of what happened and what went on, but I kind of stayed away from it because I'm like I cannot get caught up in this stuff right now. I just it's 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 comical, but it's also like okay, this is the reason why fans in Greece are losing. This is why teams in Greece are losing support, why fans in Greece are getting fed up and starting to watch other leagues, why fans don't go to, some supporters don't go to, to the stadium anymore to support their clubs. You know, the, the, and don't look at the big clubs, guys. Don't look at the big clubs. All the, the quote-unquote smaller clubs in Greece are suffering tremendously financially. Don't look at the big clubs because there's always going to be, the big clubs are well-supported. You know, there, I mean, even Ike last year in a terrible year towards the end of the year, we were still pulling fifteen, sixteen thousand people at Oaka. You know, um, but it, it just makes you sick to your stomach. And then it's like, how are we going to have a good national team? How are we going to put a good national team out there when our when our federation is this much of an S show? And then Marinakis left, and someone asked Marinakis something, and Marinakis said, this is why Apple is the way that it is. And, and good for him, you know, maybe owning a Premier League side has kind of changed the way he... <coughs> hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I, I can't... I, I, I'm sorry, I can't say that with a serious face. Okay, come on now. That's clearly... That's not, that's not as cliche as to saying the pot calling the kettle black... That's like saying, uh, I sell ice in the winter. 
<laughs> I mean, that's borderline comical. Like that, if someone was to tell me that a year ago that this meeting was happening and that was to quote Money Nakis, I would say this is on Greek, Greek stand-up or they were watching like Mitsikosta or something on TV making fun of it. Like, I... <sighs> And then finally, after I think four or five hours of this meeting, nothing was done. Um, Alafuzos did make a good point, and I think Milisanidi was was with him on this, that they need to bring in top-tier refs. Um, you know, there was other stuff said that Mr. Baltakos called Mr. Carepidi, Aris' uh, owner, and said, you know, who, who the F for Aris, and this and that, F Aris, and who cares about Aris, and this and that, and, you know, obviously Mr. Uh, Baltakos like denied it. Uh, rumors have come out that um, Baltakos and Melissa Nidhi are buddy buddy and this and that. And I, I just, when are we gonna get serious? It, it just it it makes you sick to your stomach because I love my club. I expressed this in the last podcast. I absolutely love this club, but this show that is Epo and Greek football in general. It's so off-putting. It's very off-putting because, and I agree with this. I heard this, uh, and, I, and I'm sorry that I can't give credit where credit's due because over the past few days, just to catch myself up on everything that's been going on while I'm working, I'll listen to, you know, podcasts, different radio shows, and this is why Greek football's not going to go, not going to go forward. This is why, at the end of this year, whoever wins this championship. Is gonna be. It's gonna have an asterisk by it. I think the stuff that we saw that happened after Ike Panathinaikos and match day one of the playoffs. That's child's play. I see a lot more of that going on. I could. I mean, I don't want to say this, but I could potentially see like a team walking off the pitch at some point. Just, just it's gonna be a clown show. Oh yeah, by the way, um, this was Mighty Nike's uh. This was Marinaki's uh, proposal. Marinaki said, oh, why don't we bring back uh, Clutterberg? Mr. Clownberg, as I like to call him. That, that, that's like saying, I don't know. That's like saying you want the thief to guard your house. <laughs> I can't think of a cliche or, I mean, but that's what it sounds like to me. Ask the, the Clownberg. Kalitanavanaelinus. We're better off putting Greek refs if it, if it comes to that point to bring in that that piece of crap back. Uh, anyway, guys, Forza Ikara Opospanda. Hopefully, we can uh, get the job done. Um, few words on the basketball team. Basketball team was up and down this week. They were able to beat Panathinaikos. I didn't watch it. Um, we actually got a pretty decent break at the um, on uh, our opponent for the uh, BCL. We're going to be playing Hopwell, Jerusalem, and we're playing a uh, week after next, which is Greek or Orthodox Holy Week, that Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, in Jerusalem. Uh, best out of three series. Best of luck to them. Like I said, they beat Panathinaikos over the weekend and then lost to Prometheus yesterday, which this actually sets up a big match for them in Thessaloniki against who Who else? Pauk? So there's a lot of action going on for Ike and Thessaloniki. A lot of stuff going on. Um, please rate the podcast anywhere you can so we can become a bigger party. I can see this. And hopefully I'll come back with some great news. We can talk about the win on um, on Sunday. 
everybody have a good weekend. Give a vaccine up, man.